miss him. Honestly, I don't miss Rich. I think about us sometimes, yes. There are pleasant memories. Traveled to the East Colonies and the Pacific Corporate Territories. The off-world cruises. Nights in the sanctuary jungles, sleeping and making love in humidity, made by nature and our hungry bodies. I skip through these frozen fragments in mild amusement. I mean, I slough through my five stages of grief during our time sharing a roof and passive-aggressive diatribe. I admit that my heart is slowly calcifying towards our union. Theater dressed as marriage can do that to you. Love him. Correction. Loved him. He was my husband, the father of our daughter, Tiana. Of course, I think about him in a clinical fashion full of cross-references and footnotes. Richie is my greatest case study, one of failure and delusion, thinking that a woman could change a man by loving him with her entire being. When my mind was decimated, he moved on to my body. When that was barren, he moved to my spirit. And it was then I had to plan a counter-assault to the cloud of locusts, which wore his skin and smiled while crushing me under the weight of his verbal barrage. Do you know how it feels to fall in love? I mean, really love a person with every sanctimonious shred of your spirit? To have the world two shades brighter and your food ten times more succulent because they decided to grace you with their presence, doling it out in medicated hits. Groom your veins for it, that addicting affection, and then get you hooked. Rich did that to me. Put my whole career on hold for him. Why? because he wanted to be at the top of his game. But being at the top means holding an image, controlling it to the outside world. Can't have it all unless one has a beautiful wife and a family. The dog and pony show needs their poodles. The press and the office ate up our story by the plateful top agent who looks like a galactic supermodel. Then there are the side dishes of the human wife and human daughter. Homo sapien amuse-bouche of Crescent City perfection. He lived in high gloss glory. And if he died, well then, he had a legacy. A monolith surrounding a woman who will be barred for ever finding love ever again. What cock could ever please the receptacle of a hero? Who would be man enough to compete against greatness? Living, dead, or disgraced, Rich made sure he controlled the narrative that was my life. Control. All of it. Control. He never wanted to be an agent, wanted to be a boxer, 
The agency found out he was a stable, late-blooming metahuman. That was rare this day and age. But the agency made a deal with him, one he kept secret even from me. I found out after I quit my practice, halted my research, walked away from grants funding my department. Did you know I was the spearhead in cultivating a comparative analysis between synthetic human cerebral functionality and metahuman similarity? The breakthrough would have been a boon to the pen agency. Synths and metahuman brains were more similar than science realized, but that study went on ice because Richie could not have his fiancée in the office anymore. Found out about his contract. Didn't want to risk me talking conflict of interest. At least that's what I originally thought. Before the incubator zone incident that set the city's population back decades. Before Rich fell from his heroic ivory tower to the slums of whatever quagmire he resides in. What was this supposed conflict of interest? Rich saw a fellow colleague getting excited about my work. About me. The me that had personality, goals, dreams, and drive. The me that once allured him. Fionn Lynch, PhD. Neurophysicist specializing in synth and metacerebral physiology and psychic phenomena. The ice queen of the pen R&D. The only human in the department. The only woman in the department. I never noticed whomever he muttered about because of the breakthrough that teetered on the horizon. But his jealousy, his obsession with winning obtaining the best-produced grand theatrics that didn't exist. I denied him for years. Yet denial means challenge for the competitive, makes them hungry and more conniving. He dug around when wooing didn't work for the linchpin. I spent my whole career hiding. A woman who is intelligent, strong-willed, yet quietly insecure is blood in the water for sharks. My insecurity is a wad of emotional chum around my neck. I am a human, thus fragile, amongst beings who can change their molecular makeup of their bodies, can fly, can read minds. I just had my intelligence, my sharp tongue, and my homo sapien womb. False bravado. Big fucking whoop. So how could a lab rat resist a flame-haired god in the agency? Rich said the right words in the right tone. One deep gaze from those green eyes with the promise to be my protector. And I fell.
I am not angry, but I am realistic. When I look into the eyes of the average man, I see a child locked in a pubescent body, a tin soldier armed with semen and bayonets of sharpened manipulation, waiting to strike, conquer, and rend obedience from love to feed an ego that is bottomless. But what happens when the psyche's battle evolves into war? I never thought that Rich was responsible for the lapse destruction. He's capable of a lot of things, but infant side was not his style. When the Inquisition tried him, I sat by his side, Tiana on my lap. When public opinion and the press raged against our door, I was his phalanx. Despite his submersion and alcohol and his hourly vitriol about my worthlessness, I kept to the helm because love is patient. Love is kind. Yet love can only last so long. When the agency called me back, asking me to reopen my research, that was the last blow. They verified Rich was not responsible for the zone incident, but he was not called back. Not allowed to vindicate himself in front of the public that he ranted falsely loved him. Why call back a human woman who had nothing to offer anything to anyone? He saved the city from the puppeteer. Do you know what he said to me? You are worthless. I resent Tiana, our marriage, and your utter existence. He left that night. That was the last time I saw him. The ten soldiers storming out to fight an invisible army at the bottom of a cocktail glass. I was told he stumbled to the can-can in the copper district to polish off the bar with the last of our savings. I changed the locks and the key codes, enrolled Tiana in a private school and returned to the agency. I sent the divorce hollows to that old bakery his parents owned, his safe haven, when he felt like giving me the silent treatment for weeks at a time. Instead of Rich coming to peace with his demons, his dormant ambitions, he decided to wage emotional warfare with the woman who loved him the most, loved him with the purity that is only penned in archaic fairy tales. We saw past his glory and only wanted to love the man with the deep laughter, the sharp wit, and the embrace that made us melt into false security. Will I love again? I do not know. I have work to do, and I am fine with that.